Hey y'all, this is Shrika, and you're listening to Artivize by ASF's first episode of the month of July. Today, I'm joined by Arzine Rubayat. Arzine is a Bangladeshi American who runs a nonprofit Etsy shop named Crafting for COVID. And she's raised $600 through her shop thus far. Hey, Arzine, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So I heard you've always been oriented towards art and have been pretty much known to have a creative personality in your Etsy shop, which I encourage uh, all of you to check out at Crafting for COVID. You basically uh, sell CD paintings and donate the money to different COVID-19 charities. So essentially what I want to know is uh, why CD paintings? Just genuinely what unique and interesting uh, art form. I haven't really seen that medium being uh, put out on the market as much as on your shop. Yeah, so I first like saw the idea of like um, the CD painting mm-hmm. on Pinterest and I saw a lot of people using it like on their walls as like wall decor or room decor. And I also looked on Etsy actually to see um, how many people were selling it or like things like that. And I saw that it was, like, not a very big uh, amount of people selling it, but there was a lot of sales being made. Mm. And so I started painting CDs just for myself, and then after a while, I started selling them on my shop. Okay, so you did start making them before you established your shop? Yeah. Okay, so have you ever thought about selling other things aside from these paintings, which have sort of become your uh, selling point? Um, I've thought about it. I definitely thought about it a lot more at the start when I first started my shop. Um, but now that I kind of see how hard it is just to sell CDs themselves, right. I am a little bit hesitant to start selling anything else just because I know mm-hmm. it'll be so much more work. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure you found how unique it is on Etsy especially, or even just selling them in general uh, painted cds are not as common or uh, prevalent you see on such online shops compared to like canvas paintings or tapestries which are kind of um, etsy or other art markets online yeah so like that's one of the main things that made me think that this might work is because i saw that on etsy there wasn't too many sellers or um, it was just less saturated, I think. So I thought mm-hmm. I would have a better chance going with that. Yeah, that's smart. So out of curiosity, on average, how long does it take to paint uh, one CD? And uh, if, uh, like, based on that time, what materials would you use? And just, like, explain your painting process with that. Yeah, so I usually paint a lot of CDs at once. Mm -hmm. But when I do it, I usually do like the white base first. So I'll like kind of sketch it out almost with the white acrylic paint. Mm -hmm. Oh, how many at once? It depends really on the week. But um, usually it's like anywhere around like 5 to 15. (laughs) It can be anywhere in between that. But Mm -hmm. um, I'll usually do the white base first, which will take about, I'd say per CD, probably about 10 to 15 minutes. 
And then the color part, where I actually add in like the details and the color, that takes almost probably 20 minutes per CD. If I'm doing the same design on a few different ones, then it takes a little bit less time. But yeah, it's a lot of time. Oh, so from what I understand, with when you're painting multiple CDs at once, having like the same design uh, is really efficient. When like it's easier to do uh, same design CDs when you're doing a bunch of them at the same time, right? Yeah, so I usually do have a few CDs that sell more than others. So those are usually the ones that I'm doing like more of at a time. Basically. Mm-hmm. I got it. So I know it's different for different artists, but uh, from my experience in speaking to other artists, I found that taking requests for a certain painting or uh, I know a lot of artists do commissions, especially those who run uh, Etsy sites or whatnot, they do requests, which really help uh, them tap into a theme better than playing it by ear. But do you take requests or do you prefer deciding your own theme and selling what you make off of those? Um, yeah, so I do both. I think I started with about one, two designs that I just kind of thought of myself. Mm-hmm. And then I got a few more design ideas just from friends. And then I also got some from TikTok. So I have like a TikTok account for my Etsy. And <coughs> I had some of my followers like uh, commenting ideas. And I would use those once in a while. Oh, so speaking of TikTok, uh, have you found that social media, like interacting with your followers has really helped Uh, boost your creativity like you said a lot of your followers would let you know what they want to see next yeah definitely and then another like big part of my um shop is how I (coughs) the way I package my uh orders I kind of Mm -hmm. do it in this like little envelope and I'll decorate the envelope and then like seal it with a wax stamp So a lot of the time I'll do something where I'll have people comment like color themes and I'll use those to do different envelopes. Oh, that's, it's really interesting how, uh, yeah, social media play a big part, especially when you have a following and you interact with them, like it gives them a degree of involvement in your work and whatever you put out or sell by giving them, you know, options of, what theme or colors you want, even in things like envelope or um, packaging, even if it's not the actual product itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, did you plan on startup already to sell some work or really establish it once you knew you wanted to donate to COVID relief? Because I know uh, the main purpose of it is to donate, but otherwise, um starting such shops are usually for you know making some money so have you ever thought about branching out later on and doing something really in selling your work for uh like a little bit of uh, income um i do think that the main point is to like uh raise money for covid charity mm-hmm. And that's why I did start the shop. And I don't think I'll be changing that anytime soon. Yeah. Um, The only thing I might change is what charities, just if because COVID is kind of, you know, hopefully dying out a little bit now. Mm -hmm. Um, So recently I've been donating more to help 
get vaccines readily available in more of the countries that can't don't have access like we do here um yeah but once we get to a point where you know we're almost done then i would probably switch to other charities a different cause yeah that makes perfect perfect sense so uh, speaking of uh COVID-19, are there certain charities that you've found, or not necessarily charities, but certain uh, causes within um, the donation process, like you said, um, that you wanted to focus on helping other countries in specific? Have you found that that sort of um, inclination to donate there as you've went on this process of selling artwork, or did you start off with the intention of uh, marking um, a certain charity or a certain uh, a certain um, cause, not necessarily a charity, but something specific that you wanted to donate your time, effort, and obviously money um, to better help. Um, yeah. So I only when I first started, all I knew was that I wanted to donate to some kind of COVID cause. Okay. I wasn't sure exactly where I would go with that. But then once I made my first donation, um, I found when I was researching the different places I could donate, that's when I kind of figured them out. Mm-hmm. So I did um, some at UNICEF for their vaccine program. I did some when India was going through um, the huge outbreak. I did some there for some COVID relief. And also just trying to get vaccine to third world countries. That was, I think, the most recent one. Yeah, that's, it's uh, crazy how you're, uh, like, anyone's development, um, like, inclinations can develop. Like, we can start off, especially as artists, we start off wanting to focus our skills to help one thing. And especially as um, art activists, we want to, uh, fix something but then it's funny how we we don't even start off understanding how much we can have in within just that certain cause you like it's easy enough to start off and be like uh, I want to help support COVID relief but we don't understand how much that goes into it and I think it's super cool how throughout your journey with your Etsy shop and with crafting for COVID you've been able to figure out which specific causes um, within COVID relief, such as helping certain third world countries, uh, for example, uh, n- not third world, but uh, for example, helping India and different countries which have experienced high peaks in COVID surges recently. Um, so it's crazy how with that time going on, we've been able to focus our energy on that. So amazing job. Uh, many artists to direct that creativity in ways similar to how you have to make a change. So could you walk us through exactly what your thought process was in channeling your passion and creativity uh, with regards to art to make crafting for COVID possible? Uh, yeah, so like I think I said before, I started mm-hmm. by trying to sell handmade cards. Mm-hmm. But again, that market was very saturated on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And um, the diff- it was a lot harder because a lot of people, if you're a bigger shop, you can mass produce cards. That's something mm-hmm. that you can do as long as you have enough sales. But for CD painting, you really can't mass produce paintings because it does take someone to sit there and do it 
for that entire time. You can't really have it mass produced. Mm -hmm. So I think it's harder to find um, shops that do that. And I also think a big part of like growing my shop was um, mainly just advertising myself, especially on TikTok. Mm -hmm. and I found that that's where I got a lot of my sales from and once I got a few sales starting from TikTok the Etsy search like algorithm started promoting me more as well Mm -hmm. and the Etsy search is really like good at finding a good audience and finding the right people to like buy from you and Mm -hmm. um, I think as long as you put the right keywords into each of your listings it's really easy to let the Etsy uh search bar just kind of do the work for you yeah let's talk about like social media and like you mentioned the algorithms that really help promote your work specifically on etsy but also you mentioned tiktok and you have other platforms to showcase uh um to showcase crafting for covid so uh apart from the algorithm on etsy have you found any other uh, specific tool which really helped um, in promoting your work that is just specific to social media which wouldn't be possible without social media yeah so again like going back to tiktok i when i first i think tiktok's really fun because the Mm -hmm. algorithm also there is just so specific and it's so good at finding the audience that wants to see your content and I started out by posting probably like a few times a week, like two or three times a week, I would make videos. And then it usually would be pretty hit or miss where like some of them you would get like no attention and some of them just kind of blow up. And that's where you kind of gain followers, which is why I would post like multiple times a week just to kind of make sure I have more hits than uh, I would if I posted less. Mm -hmm. And then I think around probably February I had one of my TikToks like get more attention than most of my TikToks where I got like 200,000 views on it and that one like really blew the account up more Mm -hmm. and yeah so that's kind of what like helped me get a TikTok platform I would say. Yeah like you said speaking of TikTok it's crazy because uh like for example on tiktok there's certain algorithm or algorithms which direct your content to the people who want to see it or who are interested to see it and specifically with tiktok anyone can use it right that's the beauty of it literally anyone can just set up an account and post multiple videos a week multiple videos a day and one of them is bound to be seen by the target audience Mm -hmm. yeah So um, in the vein of, you know, possibly giving some advice to those seeking to do something similar to what you're doing, uh, what are the struggles that you faced in building an online shop uh, which found to be any easier or harder than selling your art from another platform like, uh, I don't know, Redbubble or Society6, which I know are popular platforms a lot of other artists use? Yeah, so I'm not sure what cut Redbubble or Society6 takes, but Etsy does take a pretty, like, fat cut of the money you make. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, like, when I go to, like, the billing information, I'll just see how much money 
they do take and it's I wouldn't say it's like amazing like horribly high but um still it's a little bit like odd to look at (laughs) just seeing how much money they can take Mm -hmm. and then um I also would say on Etsy um I always keep I kept my shipping times very low where I only take one to two days to process each order Mm -hmm. just because the Etsy algorithm really does push people who have less shipping time and I also do free shipping which also helps the Etsy Mm -hmm. algorithm push me more right so you cater to their algorithm that's the biggest selling point cool so so uh have you found anything like a big benefit from selling your stuff um online like i know you talked about um it reaches the target audience and obviously social media but i don't know if you could just put yourself in the position of someone who um, we lived in a time where we didn't have social media how um, different you think it would be obviously there's going to be a drastic difference but just from the perspective of someone who's actually um, you know experienced the struggles and the benefits of having an Etsy platform and even a TikTok platform social media platform in general where do you think you'd be without it um yeah so I think selling online is very interesting because I do well I do word, worldwide shaping So, like, Mm -hmm. I actually have, like, 7 billion people who have the potential to, like, buy what my hypothetical, like, my, the audience that I could hypothetically sell to is so big that you're bound to find people who want to buy it. And Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, it'd be so much more difficult to sell if it wasn't online, because I can just imagine, like, it would be so hard to find the right people who would want to buy um what your product is basically when it's such a small like niche part of Etsy especially right it gives you um worldwide accessibility right yeah so um yeah I want to go back to yourself as an artist we've spoken a lot about your uh project and crafting for COVID but Aside from that, when did you start getting into um, art in general? And uh, even outside of CD, uh, even before CD paintings, which I know you've said you started recently, um, just a little bit before you established your shop. Yeah, so I always um, was a, like liked art, even when I was like younger. I think I probably started art classes when I was like six. Um <laughs> And I would use those, like, Crayola, like, (laughs) random kind of art supplies, like, those little, like, boxes that you would give to children that had, like, the little, like, art supplies in it. And then um, I think I also started doing some more, like, unique, like, crafting kind of things when I was, like, eight or nine. I started doing, like, polymer clay charm things. And then um, I do a lot of random like art and crafting things some of them are more on the crafting side I would say now um but I also bullet journal which is a very like art related thing and that also takes a lot of time but um it's just something I like doing and it's not really something that has um it's not something that you can sell which I honestly kind of like Mm. because 
it's nice to have something that doesn't have the potential to be sold almost <laughs> or like given to anyone yeah, it's, like it's a kind of just for yourself yeah right so crafts are something that have stuck out to you more or you feel you felt more inclined to them um but obviously cd paintings are a really unique amalgamation of arts and crafts like it's a painting of course but it's also like the form it takes and the media it requires is very um like a very crafty in nature if you know what i mean so uh for those who are trying to maybe explore different uh, different art uh, forms um such as cd paintings which are genuinely one of the most unique forms of art I've seen, what would you recommend for them to ease their way into? Um, I think just kind of trying out random designs for fun. Like <laughs> one of the best parts about CD painting is how like you, CDs are kind of widely found and they're very cheap, I would say. So it doesn't feel too bad if you're like trying to mess it up where you like feel like you have to do it perfect the first time. I think it's like nice that you can kind of just explore and just kind of just do whatever you want. Or like some, I think when I first started painting CDs, I kind of drew out designs at first and then I just kind of freehanded it onto the CD after. But mm -hmm. I just had like a general sketch and I was just kind of just going with whatever I wanted and just like adding things as I went along. Like, have you found an inkling with anything else which you just think is fun to paint on? Um, yeah, more some of the more like um, typical painting canvases, just like, you know, paper, like mm -hmm. canvas boards, things like that, I've found um, are fun, but I think those are for, I would say more detail-oriented paintings where mm -hmm. you have a lot of space so the amount of detail you put in is uh, a lot more basically but on CDs it's like kind of smaller so you're focusing more on the general picture than the small details. And the aesthetic appeal because that's what resonates yeah. with people right? Mm -hmm. Yeah so uh, you mentioned getting that idea from like Pinterest. Have you seen um, a lot of trends coming from there, especially from the artistic community? Oh yeah, definitely. Like every time I open Pinterest, I see so many new like crafting ideas. And that's usually where I get a lot of my inspiration just to do things for fun, not even like for my shop, just uh, mm -hmm. general things. Like, um, and also TikTok. I also see a lot of like the more trending crafts. Like we had like the chunky rings where they would do it with the polymer clay or mm -hmm. the ring holders with the dry air dry clay. And then on Pinterest, I see a lot of, um, I think more, the things on Pinterest I see, I think you kind of have to have art skills beforehand and they're a little bit more mm -hmm. difficult. While on TikTok, it's just kind of like anyone can do it. And it's kind of a nice gateway into yeah. arts and crafts. Yeah. And I also think there's something to be said about like the nature of both of them. Like TikTok is built to showcase videos, right? So a lot of people watch them because they enjoy watching 
the process. And then Pinterest is more for people who appreciate um, like aesthetic, I think. So yeah, yeah, it's more for the finished product. And mm-hmm. I think that's where it's a lot more difficult for people who don't already have arts and crafts like uh, experience where you have to figure out how they got there while on TikTok, you, they show you how they got to the final product. Right. And I've always seen Pinterest as a platform um, for inspiration. I think a lot of Pinterest users have seen it that way. Like uh, you just look at something you've seen on Pinterest and you're like, oh, I want this in my room. And I think that's uh, that's so great about your Etsy shop because uh, your selling point is basically something on Pinterest where people can look at it and be like, I wish I had this in my room. And then they can go over to your Etsy shop and see that. So um, do you think you're gonna look to Pinterest for any more future ventures for your like uh, donating purposes? Yeah, definitely. I think at some point I will probably expand from CDs, which is why I named it my shop crafting for COVID. I wanted to keep it pretty, um, like, I didn't want to narrow it down too much. And I wanted to keep it open to whatever I wanted to do. So I do think at some point I'll start selling other things. It's just, I need to decide, like, what would be a good next choice to sell. Moving on, uh, do you think, you've spoken about how it's very work intensive in making uh, every few CDs because there's a lot that goes into handcrafting as opposed to general designs where you can make prints of, especially uh, things like in the nature of digital art where you can copy prints, uh, like make copies of your own prints. But it's quite difficult to do when everything is handmade and you're selling each craft as a handmade product. So do you see yourself venturing into collaborations maybe or working with more artists so that it's less work intensive for you and you can carry it out more long term? Yeah, I've definitely thought about putting a few more artists on the shop. Um, It's kind of crossed my mind, but I think I'm a little bit hesitant still just because I've never added people obviously Mm -hmm. um but I do think it will get to a point where I'll probably be at a point where I'm working so much that I will have to add more people into it and I think it would be nice to kind of split the work with someone else who also feels like they want to use their like artistic talent to help kind of help uh the world and help out some charities Mm -hmm and still kind of have some fun just because they do already enjoy uh, arts and painting and things like that. Right. So you'd say it's important to to start off by having an established a degree of success or a degree of something going on, um, like with what you've started before you venture out with bringing in more people? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, In my opinion, I love the way you've designed the shop and I love the way it's the feed is set up. It's really uh, appealing. And I feel like a lot of people are attracted to that sort of thing, whether it's on TikTok or Pinterest or Etsy. And I think you found some amazing target markets and audiences. 
So I think it's amazing what you're doing. And I think that there's a lot you can do from it going forward. Uh, is there anything you want to plug so that people can check out your work online and your platforms? Yeah, so on Etsy, I'm on Crafting for COVID. And then my TikTok account is Crafts for COVID. My Instagram just got started, I'm pretty sure, but that one is Crafting for COVID. So I'm going to start posting more on there. And yeah, I hope you guys check out the shop or the TikTok. And yeah. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Artivize by ASF. Remember, you can stay updated on Instagram at Artivize so you don't miss our next episode coming later this month and can contact us by email at asfpodcasts at gmail.com. This has been Shrika, wishing you happy art making.